Hey guys, welcome back to Tribe of Nerds. We are here for the WandaVision finale, and we're going to talk about everything. We're going to start with spoiler-free impressions, and then we'll get into the entire breakdown, and at the end, we will add the villains to our villain rankings that Will, JJ, and I started and will finish later, and the movie... Uh, show rankings that will also be continuing so it's going to be an exciting thing to get to that um, but we'll break everything down beforehand and say how we feel about uh, this series as we go so Josh and Gabe uh, what were your spoiler free impressions first uh, before we get to everything well uh, it did everything the creators said it was going to do. Mm -hmm. It was a pretty neat episode. It moved a little fast, but I think that's just because they had, like, some exposition to do. Yeah. Um, but, like, the funny thing is, like, a lot of it... A lot of it was, like, some action, which was cool, but we saw some, like, just, like, some really interesting things, and, like, it didn't meet all my hopes, which is okay. Yeah. But... I think what the important thing to look at here after the finale is its implications. For sure. And I think uh, we'll definitely... That, it, was, it, was, it was good. Yeah. We'll definitely get more into that. And, you know, I think all of us uh, can be a little disappointed in certain things that didn't happen. But I, I don't necessarily think it should derail the entire series is i guess what i'm trying to say uh josh what are what do you think well i thought the vision and ultron sex scene was completely inappropriate i did not think they should have included that uh this is more of a obviously a family universe so i thought it was incredibly inappropriate um it <laughs> no it <laughs> Yeah, it was decent. Like, I mean, I feel like he could have been railed a little bit harder. Ultron definitely held back, but, you know, Vision was uh, newer to... No, it's, but, uh, no, the episode was okay. I mean, granted, not a lot of things that we predicted happened. Some did. I yeah. I'll say that. Some did. Mm -hmm. And, like, one of them in particular, I was like, yeah, baby. <laughs> I'll take that. And, um... Yeah, it's it was interesting. I liked it, but I'm not gonna lie. I did feel let down, not because theories didn't happen or not because some big spontaneous thing happened, but because at one point of the show I realized like I wasn't on my toes, and I wasn't like, oh, this is a good like I actually felt like I was just. I wasn't really watching it. But maybe that's the nature of conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they could have done it better, but, like, ultimately, I think we were going to be like, oh, that, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was just sitting there, and I was watching it, and it was just, I was like, you know, okay, yeah, sure. And, like, to me personally, I think that they just created too many, like, too many things to have to explain. Agreed. And then they would have, and they're like, oh, well, we have so much to tie up. Now we'll just tie it up. 
and I was like, you know, eh, it it didn't really leave for me it didn't leave anything to be desired Mm -hmm. i was just like yep they're probably going to show up again at some point in time yep i guess i was expecting more surprises yeah Mm -hmm. just like granted this is supposed to lead us into several other movies like it was it's i mean i heard that it was going to be a lead into like fucking spider-man doctor strange and captain marvel too yeah and i'm like you know how what like it didn't really feel like it was leading into anything i'm not gonna lie like there's one thing that i was like okay that's leading into this right but other than that that's it yeah it's like no it it felt more like a a one-off to me and granted that's kind of what it is but i mean for a guy who's focusing on like building a bigger universe i granted i get part of it was needed but I don't know. It was weird. I was definitely like, huh. In, I was interested. Mm-hmm. I, I think I just need more time to process it. I'll probably watch the show like a couple more times. But right now, I'm just like, yeah, okay. It was an okay ending. Like, I'm not mad at it. But I also don't think it's the best show I've ever seen. It was like, you know, who can top Brickleberry? But, um... <laughs> Yeah, that was a joke. But, <laughs> like, it was very interesting. That's that's uh, my main message. Yeah, I agree with that, and I'm sure we're we'll get it. We're gonna get into the specifics now. Um, I agree that. Yeah, there's. I think they definitely left a few things unanswered. Um, whether they're going to be answered in the future projects that they're going to be doing, we don't know. And I guess part of it is that we. We had very little knowledge of what to expect going into this, what Phase 4 was going to be about, what they're building to now. We don't know. And so it's kind of hard to be like, okay, I mean, we you know, we don't know what's happening. So we'll get into all the specifics now, and I guess if we have anything else to say after we talk about all this, then obviously that's going to come up in the rankings. Alright, so the episode starts off from where it left off. Uh, Wanda versus Agatha on the streets. Agatha has Billy and Tommy on, like, magical, like, uh, leashes. And uh, we find out Agatha wants Wanda's powers in exchange for Westview. She says you can still have your perfect life, but I just want your magic. Um, and so I guess in, in terms of the commercials, we know that the Yo Magic commercial from like the Malcolm in the Middle episode, like that was like, that was pretty much saying like Agatha's, you know, trying to get Wanda's powers, I guess, is what yeah. that was trying to say. So, um, and then, uh, so I, I guess we'll, we'll, ta- we'll talk about this more in the rankings for Agatha Harkness, but what do you think about, I guess, her, I guess, play on here with just getting Wanda's powers? Um, I think her role here was, like, I, I feel like she's got to come back or something, because, like, yeah. like, once you, once you reach the point in movies, or, like, superhero movies, where, like, you can't really pull any source material that's, like, really exciting after you cycle through, like... You know, the big ones, like, it's going to be hard to, like, 
uh, foster any, like, excitement from the fan base. So, like, I don't know. I just, I, I would hope that she comes back because, in my opinion, it was, she was kind of a cool villain. Um, Agreed. I know some people weren't, like, too stoked about the reveal in episode eight, but, or no, it was episode seven. Um, yeah. It, mm-hmm. I think I think it was like it all made sense, you know, like in this in the last few episodes that she was like controlling it. I mean, you know, we yeah. had the clues that like Wanda wasn't really in full control of the situation here. Right. Although, like side tangent, she even in like the final battle, Wanda was like, Yeah, I still don't know like how I'm doing this so that was very curious, but no, yeah. uh Agatha, I liked her in this show, and I think she's opening up a lot of doors to stuff. I mean, we wouldn't know that uh, Wanda is, like, the Scarlet Scarlet Witch unless Agatha had been like, hey, let's take a quick (laughs) bedroom tour of trauma. Oh, for sure. Um, Josh? I'm not gonna lie. The last couple episodes, like, cemented, in my opinion, it actually cemented Agatha as a hero. It's like, yeah, she wanted Wanda's powers, but, like, she kept saying, Wanda, you don't get it. Like, you are the one. You were foretold to do this. Like, you are the Scarlet Witch. We know you. We've been waiting for you. Like, you're the one who is going to destroy this all. And she was like, I'm not that person. And everyone who's read House Femme's like, oh, <laughs> not yet. But, <laughs> like, yeah, she, like, Agatha's more been trying to warn her. And even, like, right before she was like, you're going to stay here and you're going to be the nosy neighbor that you were. Yes. Which, first of all, that was fucked up. Yeah, we'll talk about that at the end. Agnes was like, well, Agatha. Either name works. But Agatha (laughs) was like, Wanda, you don't get it. Like, you are playing with powers that are so beyond your imagination right now. You are going to need my help. And she was like, and if I do, I'll come back to you. And I was like, okay. They're leaving this open. She's going to come back. So I think that she might come back in Doctor Strange. Because I remember that we did get a Doctor Strange name drop. Yes, we will get to that. We got his title. She was like, you are stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. But, like, yeah, it was, I mean, Agatha, I I haven't really viewed her as the villain. Because like even with those kids, or even with Vision, or even with fighting Wanda, I don't feel like she was doing the wrong thing. She's trying to stop this foretold magic for selfish reasons, though. I think it it was was yeah. She wanted the power, but also think about it. You could want the power, but if you're taking it away from the foretold like killer of the universe, you know that like yeah, you'll be the strongest being. But I don't think she wanted to, like, destroy the universe with it. She was just like, I want it. Hmm. So, hmm. like, I think it was one of those things where it's like, you did the wrong thing, but for the right reasons. Or you did the right thing for the wrong reasons. 
Yeah. Like, it's just, like, anyone with the Scarlet Witch powers, which she saw it with, like, you know, obviously grant them, like, very reality-warping stuff. I was getting the impression she wanted it to, like, change reality, too, to some degree, which, like, could also, like, end up fucking up the time spectrum, but we can... Yeah. I didn't get that just because of the point where she was talking about, she's like, I know how to control these powers. She's like, I've practiced this magic. I've met the dark old, which we got that name drop too. Yep. She's like, I've practiced this. I know how to use it. I know what I'm doing. She's like, you don't. That's why your powers are more dangerous. She's like, you have this abundance of power and you don't know how to use it. You don't even know what it is. And, like, Wanda kept saying, she's like, I'm not a witch. I don't know how to use this. And she's like, that's why you're so dangerous. She's like, that's why you are the Scarlet Witch. And, like, the reason why, I th- like, I think Wanda was the only one that was the biggest danger was because even when she went into that vision where it was, like, Agatha was back in Salem. Yeah. And all of the witches got back up. Even though Agatha had killed them, they all still turned and looked at Wanda. And they were like you are the Scarlet Witch. So, like, I don't think that there's room for that title to be moved around. I think it was kind of like Sorcerer Supreme. Like, they knew who was going to end up in that position. Right. Because it's magic. Like, even the, uh... can't remember her name. The Ancient One? Yep, the Ancient One. Even she knew. Because, like, it's magic. She right. knew what was going to happen. They all had the magic. And, like, yeah, it's very interesting. Because, like, she's not a total villain. She did it for selfish reasons. But, like, granted, I think she was... The main thing she was trying to do was, like, warn Wanda. Because she was like, you're too powerful for your own good. Like, you don't deserve these powers. You shouldn't have them. Like, you don't know what to do with them. And it was... Yeah, so, like, she is a villain. But... Like, they didn't really cement her as a total villain to me. Yeah, I, see, I saw the yeah. silver lining. Yeah, mm. maybe more like a flawed anti-hero. Yeah, well, and I feel like, I mean, when um, when Will J.J. and I get to Black Panther, I mean, Killmonger, yes, he's, like, an antagonist, but he's not a total outright villain, just as, as an example. Um, yeah, he basically just had a coup, mm-hmm. but... Technically, yeah. I think technically he would have been the rightful heir. Technically, yeah. Technically, yeah. Um, but that that's for a different time. Um, so let's let's continue. Um, so uh, Wanda then throws the car at Agatha, which was actually a callback to Civil War when she threw the cars on Iron Man. I saw that in a breakdown video. Um, so that was pretty interesting and then we got a wizard of oz reference with uh agatha's boots sticking out i was like really they're gonna <laughs> they really wanted to pull this cute yeah it's it was cool um and then uh white vision arrives and wanda's like vision because she isn't sure at first i mean we we know that her grief made her see pa the fake pietro as as her brother um, so really, she's kind of making sure, like, this is this you? And then you have the white vision, like, grabbing her by the face, and then all of a sudden just, like, trying to crush her head. And that was, like, that was crazy. Um, 
and then Hex Vision comes in, and you get the line that was dropped in the trailers of, this is our home, let's fight for it, um, which was awesome. Um, let's get to our next discussion point, though. I think that for this sure. is a big one. Uh, this is the Quicksilver stuff, the Evan Peters thing, what we actually found out. So he, he's holding Monica hostage, um, and then we, you know, we find out that his, that he is Ralph. He is the one who Agatha has been dropping his name all throughout the series. His name is Ralph Boner. <laughs> and, and you get that funny moment of him just being like, huh, Boner. Um, and... <laughs> Um, and then, you know, Monica, like, uh, knocks him down finally after he knocks her down and she takes off the necklace, which apparent, which is what Agatha was using to like control him. Um, but so, so this like revelation that he's been Ralph, that he was a resident of Westview before all this happened. Um, what do you guys think of this Evan Peters, uh, reveal and how they used him here? Um... <clears throat> So I've been scratching my head about this one. It makes... It doesn't make sense to me that Disney would, like, bring him in just as, like, you know, a gag or, like, some kind of just, like, Easter egg or a little just, like, prank to play on the fans. Yeah. I, I'd like to think that Evan Peters wouldn't sign up for, for it if it was, like, here, you're going to play this completely inconsequential character. Also, the place it left off on is so weird to me. Like, we get the scene where, like, Monica's in, like, his room or whatever. Yeah. And we get the reveal as, like, oh, I'm, I'm not even, yeah. We get the, we get that reveal. And it just, like, it never really resolves. Like, it's it just, really like, I don't know. It's just like a really weird place to leave off if you're gonna have us like either never find out or find out like in a few years. Yeah, it's it. it yeah, it was disappointing. I'll let, I'll let Josh uh, share his thoughts and then I'll I'll go. I thought like I was disappointed because I was like you know I thought he was a really good. Quicksilver. Mm -hmm. Like, granted, if they're going to bring Quicksilver back, they'd probably bring Aaron Taylor Johnson. But the reason they didn't is because this isn't the real Quicksilver. Right. And I thought it was very interesting. And, like, it was disappointing because I was like, you know, yeah, we wanted him. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I was like, yeah, I'm okay with him. But. It might also be a, just a little sliver because, granted, Fox is done. Fox is no more. The company's just gone. It's now Disney. Mm -hmm. And Disney has their own train going, and it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's, you know, Disney likes to do their own thing. They don't really want to keep their own. They don't want to take people from another project and keep them on their own. Yeah. Like, that's why, like, apparently, I don't know if you've heard the rumor, but X-Men are coming back. Apparently I saw under that. Apparently the project name of the Mutants. Yep, yep. And that's from Disney. And I have no, um, 
can't think of the word right now. I guarantee that Disney wants to go at it from their own perspective and they want their own new people because they're telling a new story. Because if you think about it, people already mix up the two franchises or they used to before, you know, Disney swallowed it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think so that, like, they they're to, like, just going to do their own... People? Why would they want to further confuse people by, like, integrating them? Yeah. Yeah. I... They're not... I think what they're doing is... Maybe for Evan Peters, because Evan Peters was very popular. I think what they might do, kind of like what they did with Stan Lee, is they might just have these actors who played these characters might just show up as, like, minor cameos. Like, it's not their role that they had... Because I don't think Disney will be like, Disney's not going to give that back to them. Disney's like, we have our own vision, we have our own product that we want to make, and we're sorry, but we want new people because your story was already told. We have our own story, and we want our own people to tell it. Mm -hmm. So I think that, like, Evan Peters was probably just a cameo just to give him one last go. Like, I think it was just kind of like his joy ride out. Uh, he released a video on Twitter. I think it was uh, it was like his first time posting on social media in months. Yeah, and I think WandaVision retweeted it, and it was him saying like, you know, thank you. He was like, it was a it was a fun adventure to go over to Marvel and to get to hang out with those guys and to get to talk with them. He's like, I have so much love for the Marvel universe. So I don't. I think it's just like they might have just brought him back because one. Fans recognize him. Fans recognize two different people as Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of just like, look, here's the one you know, but not the one everyone else knows. So of course it wasn't him. And it, I think it was just trying to show that Wanda's grief was so broken. It it broke her so much that like even this guy who looked nothing like her brother right. was like, yeah, that could be him. She just accepted it. Because she was like, she just wanted them back. So she was just accepting them in any form. Even when it wasn't even him, she just accepted him in. She's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, whatever. So, like, I think this was just one little payoff for him saying, like, yeah, you know, we're sorry. You can't be Quicksilver, but we will allow you to be in the MCU. Because, like, the MCU is huge. And just to have a small sliver of that, even if it's a role like this, where fans like ourselves are like, you know, needed more like we don't know how much it means to these people because now they are like forever fermented in this universe because like even something as small as kevin smith and captain marvel all they did was put one of his scripts in stan lee's hands yeah he was in tears he was like it kills me that i'm like just this little part of this universe so like even something small as that like Mm -hmm. we have no idea how much it means to these people, and I think Evan Peters, I think it did mean a lot to him. Like, granted, he can't be Quicksilver, and he might have preferred being Quicksilver, but I have no doubt in my mind that he is very grateful for this little sliver, and I think they might try to do that with more people from the Fox side. Mm -hmm. We don't know if they're replacing, like, Colossus or uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead or, like, people from the Deadpool stuff as they have been with the mutants. Yeah. But I think that, because granted, they don't need to give Josh Brolin any penance. He was already fucking Thanos. Like, right. <laughs> he, he did it bigger than that. Like, 
Shut up, Josh Brolin. Just, <laughs> Zip it, Thanos. It might feel like a waste to us because we know them, but to these people, I think it's really like, I don't know, I don't, I think that it might mean more to them than we think, just because of, it seems like a, but he wasn't even, like, he was that character for a different company, you know, yeah. completely different Quicksilver, so it might seem like a waste, but also we gotta remember, this was never our Quicksilver, like, that's what the MCU is saying. We're sorry, he was Quicksilver, but he was never our Quicksilver. We already right. had one. He's dead. Wanda has to get past that grief. Quicksilver can't come back. And, like, it, it's... I think it sucks, because I love Evan Peters, and I love Quicksilver. Yeah. And I love Aaron Taylor Johnson Quicksilver. But also, like, I think it was also trying to tell us what it was trying to tell Wanda. Some characters stay dead. Like, they're not going to come back. And even this, uh, in a deleted scene... The ancient from Endgame, the ancient one mentions um, death is inevitable. You can't bring these people back because then it won't be them. And I was like, wow, like it. So I think Marvel is really trying to hit the nail in the fucking coffin. Like, listen, guys, some of these characters are going to stay dead. Like, we're sorry, but once they die, some of them just have to stay. Like Loki, we'll fucking kill him a hundred times. That motherfucker will always come back. But like. Tony, yeah, dead, not coming back. Yondu dead. Yeah, Yondu dead, not coming back. Chris Evans, fucking dead, maybe coming back, but I'm not sure. Like you never know. I think they're just trying to tell us, like you know, sometimes these characters will die, and we're gonna have to accept that. It's a big universe. We got to get through a lot of characters. Mm -hmm. and sometimes we got to cut a couple to get a couple more. Yeah, for sure. I agree with what you said, Josh. I think. 100%, I think we do have to think about what this means to them, that they got, they even got a chance to do this again, or just be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, in some way, um, and it's not like, I, I guess it's different from, because there's been a couple, like, villains early on in the MCU that didn't get, didn't have a good time enough, you know, these actors that didn't have a good time, like, Christopher Eccleston, who played Malekith in the Dark World, I mean, like, he didn't have a good time because they didn't do the character well at all. And, um, like, some of those people didn't have a good time, but now that Marvel knows what they're doing and they have this all this groundwork and whatnot and the credibility, um, you know, these, these people are just happy to have what they have here and the time that they have. True. So... Um, let's, so then, after that, um, then, so Vision comes, and I, I said that, but, uh, Vision and White Vision start fighting, and we get this cool, another callback, White Vision tries to rip the Mind Stone out of Hex Vision's head, like Thanos did, so that was an interesting callback there, and then, uh, Hex Vision phases through, which I do want to say... The reason he couldn't do that in Infinity War is because he's been stabbed by, you know, he's been stabbed so it stops him from phasing in Infinity War. So, like, right. that's why he couldn't, he couldn't stop Thanos from ripping the stone out. Um, and so then, um, after that, um, then we go outside and, uh, outside the hex and Hayward has captured Jimmy Woo 
he's explaining his plan and being like, okay, well, we can just cover it up. Uh, no one's going to actually know what's uh, what we planned and what we did. And they're going to think this vision was just the real vision the whole time. Um, and then uh, Jimmy Woo does close-up magic again. He takes the phone out and he has the little key that he undoes his handcuffs, which is really, really cool. Um to see more close-up magic callbacks. Um, and then uh, Jimmy Woo calls back up to help uh, stop Hayward. And then we go back into the hex. We get... Um, we'll talk... We'll discuss Hayward when we get to our rankings. Um, but uh, then we get the mailman is stuck on repeat um, in that uh, sitcom uh, part of it. And then Josh mentioned it... Um, already with the uh the doctor strange reference and the dark hold so i believe the dark hold was featured on agents of shield so marvel studios really wants to say that agents of shield isn't part of the mcu um so i mean do you guys have, have you guys ever considered agents of shield mcu canon or do you guys are you guys just like 100 percent like no this was like no I never watched it, so I didn't really, uh... <sighs> yeah. Excuse me. I didn't really consider it canon anyways, because it just seemed like one of those, like, completely unrelated shows that were there, just, just, I don't know. I don't see the purpose of the show, not gonna lie. I, I just never grew interest just off the grounds of, like, yeah, these are just a bunch of agents. Right. And there's anything wrong with that, but I don't know if I got an entire show dedicated to it. So right. I really, you know, thought about it anyways. Yeah, I can agree. And, I mean, like, the thing is, like, Marvel Studios didn't make, like, the Netflix shows or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was Marvel TV, and that was, like... So, it, it's... And I think, like, they reference things from the MCU, and they're just kind of building off the MCU's popularity, but, you know, they, they never straight-up connected. Um, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. early on tried to bring in Sam Jackson. They brought in Sam Jackson yeah. as Nick Fury at one point, and obviously Coulson, um, they're acting like he didn't die. Um, but it, as far as yeah. we know, Coulson died in yeah. Avengers, so... Um, so then, um, so then after that, uh, then Agatha decides, like, you can't just torture everyone in the town, so she releases everyone, and everybody comes up to Wanda angrily and is just like, you know, you need to release my children, or, like, um, you know, you, you can't be doing this, um, and so that, that was pretty interesting, um. It's like, I don't get fun. I would have thought they'd be afraid Yeah, it's crazy that they literally just went up and tried to stand up to Wanda. Like, my god. <laughs> um, and then, um, so then Hayward comes in, Sword comes in, because Wanda, um, is trying, so Agatha's basically, like, after you can't torture people, so Wanda, like, uh, makes the hex start to disappear to let these people escape and then uh that allows sword to come in and then she realizes that vision and the boys are 
dying because they are part of the hex they are part of her chaos magic and so she stops destroying the hex which like she closes it immediately yeah yeah so um so then that happens and sword gets in and so then um we get to see the moment where um the when the sword agents come in and hayward tries to shoot the boys which i know they're fake but geez we almost had we almost had uh kids get shot and then um and then monica comes in with her powers and she um she absorbs the bullets and um you get the you get the great scene of hayward trying to escape and then darcy just comes and crashes into him with the food truck and uh says have fun in prison and we didn't get enough darcy in this episode we only got one second of darcy oh yeah so kind of sad um i wish wish we got more that scene was crazy though with monica yeah for sure um and she can she can see like spectrums of light right like she like that's why her eyes change colors is she's seen like the radiation or like the Uh, i think i think so yeah i i think i don't think we've gotten like a concrete explanation yet of her powers um maybe we will in captain marvel too but um but then um so then after that scene agatha starts to absorb uh wanda's powers so wanda starts to wither like uh the the coven in the in the salem witch trials uh from the last episode and then um so then we we go to i think this scene is really really interesting so the two visions then have the big philosophy discussion on theseus's boats um and how that kind of applies and we get the moment of vision then basically is like well i maybe the two of us um maybe the two of us we can combine the best parts of us into you know to make us the true see who the true vision is maybe we're both the true vision and so he uses his powers to make the white vision himself and then the white vision goes away so what what do you guys I think was, i was sorry i was already thinking that like he was going to combine with the other vision mm-hmm. where they were gonna like fuse together right but i thought it was like kind of interesting to see he just like airdropped his uh human experience into the white vision so he could like fly off because like and like he did it in a very interesting way like vision is also like machines so he knows how this white vision operates and he just kind of put his foot in the door with that super smart ai and its curiosity and he just kind of like laid that trap so he would like you know, because like he 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 does lack emotion, but like he still like is a super smart sentient being for better or worse. So I think we're it's not going to be the last of Vision, personally. Yeah, I but, I don't think so either. Based on that, uh, Josh, you have anything to say on this, dude? White Vision was, like, I loved when uh, Vision just said 
can't remember the exact line, so I won't quote it. Yeah. He spoke to White Vision, and he was like, I'm not the real Vision. And White Vision just stopped and kind of looked at him, and he was like, I need more elaboration. Yep. So, and then they just talked it out. And he was like, you have these memories. You have the data. They're just not being allowed to you. And White Vision, you could tell that, like, this is true. And then Vision kind of, like, like touched the thing on his head. And he showed him, like, all of these memories that he does indeed have. And he just kind of flies off. And I think he flew off to get the data. And I think after that, he will be, like, Vision. Like, yeah. he'll be really regular. I really want him to, like, actually do some soul search, soul searching for a while. Mm-hmm. And, like, go full Dr. Manhattan and just, like maybe leave earth and just like vibe on mars or like just like i don't know just like find himself i think i would watch an entire movie of vision just like finding himself yeah that he's just gonna like i think that once he like gets those memories he will be like regular vision but i think he is gonna take some time to fully like reconnect with his memories and allow for them to set in and yeah Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I agree with that. Um, so then after White Vision leaves, Wanda tries to hypno Agatha, um, which is the, what she did in Age of Ultron. Um, we haven't seen it since, but then they're transported back to the Salem Witch Trials, and, you know, uh, uh, we think Wanda's got Agatha on the ropes here. But then the coven gets back up um, from the dead and attacks Wanda um, for being the Scarlet Witch. Um, So that was interesting. And then they go into this giant uh, battle in the sky. um, And we find out, really interestingly, so uh, this was nice writing, I feel like, on their part, um... That uh, that Wanda's using Agatha's runes uh, against her with making it so that she can't cast the spells because Wanda's the one who put the runes there. Um, so that was pretty cool um, to see this. And then uh, she we get the Scarlet Witch costume that they've been kind of teasing us. And uh, so then that's how, uh, Wanda stops Agatha with her powers, and we get that Wanda's like, okay, you're gonna stay here in Westview now, and I'm gonna change you into what you were before with the nosy neighbor, like Josh said earlier, which is kind of messed up, and says she may come back to her, so what are your thoughts on this? Is, is Agatha going to be back in the MCU at some point? Um, well... I think she will eventually, but mm-hmm. not anytime soon. Yeah. Because I think just within the sequence of events you just described, Rhonda's like getting a hang of like her powers a little and she actually like managed to, you know, overpower Agatha. And, you know, so I think Agatha's just probably going to be bound to this little, you know, like, area for quite a while. Maybe she'll be utilized in Doctor Strange, too. I don't know. All I know is, like, she should at least kind of exist in the background to some, like, you know, to some capacity. 
just so she can still be useful in the MCU. I don't think her use is exhausted yet. Yeah. Josh? I very much hope that she shows up again, especially in Doctor Strange 2. Mm -hmm. It's like the fact that she was like, if I need your help, I will come find you. Like, we know that this next Doctor Strange movie is, like, supposed to be crazy as hell, and basically the multiverse is, like, falling apart and going wild. So I think that it may actually be uh, Wanda, Strange, and Agatha who have to kind of beat shit together. But she's going to be like, listen, Agatha, it's kind of going crazy right now. Right now, we can help. And especially if... She's Agatha's like, yo, shit! I get to work with the Sorcerer Supreme. Let's fucking go! Like, I, yeah, I hope that she, I think she will show up again. And if she does show up in, let's say, Doctor Strange too, yeah, I'm all for it. But no matter what, when she shows up again, I can't wait because Catherine Hahn is, oh my god, the best. Oh, for sure. Um. All right. So then, um. After this, so then WandaVision and the kids head home, and so that Wanda's making the hex disappear and go and uh, dis- dis- dissipate, I think is the word I was looking for. Um, and so then they tuck the kids in as a sort of goodbye so that, you know, that they're putting them to sleep effectively. Um, and then you get, uh, Wanda, Wanda and Vision saying goodbye, um, as the hex dissolves and dissipates, so, um, and someone pointed out on the breakdown I watched that this is, uh, like, parallel to the scene in Infinity War with them in the bedroom, um, with the, uh, with her feeling the Mind Stone and whatnot, um, in that conversation, so... Yeah, so that that's interesting. So, um, so yeah, Wanda and Vision saying goodbye. How did you guys feel with all these emotions in this scene? I was getting pretty upset, dude. It was a really rough scene, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Just her putting her kids to sleep was, like, nice, but also, like, really sad. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It was just mostly sad because you kind of knew it was coming. Um, I think Vision could have been like, hey, just so you know, there's a clone out there <laughs> flying around that I might be able to transfer my uh, human emotions to. Uh, she could have, he could have spared her that trouble, yeah. but I guess they had to be like, I guess we'll see each other again. Oof. Which is like, it would have been stupid if they were like, yep, this is it. Say goodbye to Vision. Which like, by itself if this show like if this show hadn't like resurrected him like with as the white vision i i think i would have been fine with him like actually kicking kicking the bucket because like, yeah it would have been yeah it would have been like kind of like a strange way to do it but like they would have like really been able to like just tell the story of wanda letting go of that grief yeah. Like, honestly, I still don't think it's resolved. So, like, there's still going to be a lot of, like, Wanda trauma and story to deal with and Vision story to deal with. Oh, for sure. Um, Josh? Yep. 
All right. Um, <laughs> so um, then uh, Wanda's exiting the town. The town is like angrily staring at her, and basically they hate her for what she's done, which understandably they've been trapped there. Um, and uh, which they, I mean, they were sad beforehand because I mean they. Which again, it's this is right after the blip. Everybody blipped back, so it's kind of you know this. That's why this town was already so depressed. Um, but I saw this uh, in the breakdown as well. What if because the town is hating Wanda, and this is like our first tease to the mutants, and if the these this mutant the X Men are coming sooner than we thought, is this like our first instance of like the public hating? like, mutants, um, do you guys think that this is, like, the possibility? Could be. Could be. <laughs> like, maybe, um, maybe Wanda truly is just, like, one of the very few first, and she'll set up, like, that public distrust <laughs> in, like, mutants. Right. And, like, um, you know, ever since Civil War, people haven't been too stoked about powered individuals anyways i mean like right. they might have given them a pass after the whole like end game thing and like bringing back half the population of the world but um, yeah true i mean shit. i think was I, gonna... I forgot something uh continue i i was gonna say i know that the sokovia accords were brought up earlier in wandavision with jimmy woo and hayward saying basically like I mean, Hayward's been lying, so I'll say Jimmy Woo, because that I trust Jimmy Woo um, basically being, like, the Sokovia Accords, like, are still a thing, it seems, from what Jimmy Woo was saying. Um, so, I don't... I That could still be affecting things. Um, we don't know. Yeah. So, um, Josh, you have anything to say on the potential of mutants? Fuck mutants, they're just like British people. Oh my god. They're freaks. Freaks of nature. Alright. Alright, then. Um, yeah. Um, I guess the British insult um, that we're referring to is that Paul Bettany basically trolled everyone by saying that there was going to be a... mutants now. <laughs> There was going to be the cameo, and uh, that was Luke Skywalker level, and then it turns out he was just talking about himself uh, with White Vision and Hex Vision, so... That's so cringe to lie about something like that, cause, like, or even joke about it, because like, you know the fans are going to go haywire. Yeah, well, and even the director... Like the fucking of... MCU, we don't take anything with a grain of salt. If Wanda's like, oh, my stomach's feeling queasy, we're like, you fucking pregnant! I swear to God, every little piece of dialogue we dissect. That's true. It's it's also like, can you blame us? Like, the MCU makes everything so intentional. Mm -hmm. I can't think of any, like, like, when they say particular lines, they stick out. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So, like, it's just like, damn, like, can you really blame us for being, like, you know, going Sherlock Holmes and trying to figure the shit out. Right, like we've been doing, and like everybody's been doing with this series. Um, yeah, well, my, and director, uh, the director of the show, uh, Matt Shackman, was like at, when they were doing interviews last week, and Paul Bettany, like, admitted he was trolling, or right before that, Matt Shackman was like, 
Yeah, I'm gonna let Paul Paul Bettany uh, try to dig himself out of this one. <laughs> Should have known. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we um, we'll get to the post credit scenes and then our rankings. And these guys have zero idea where the MC rankings sit right now after the first two phases. <laughs> so I'm excited to get their reactions to how Will JJ and I did have done things so far. Um, so. Uh, the first post-credit scene or the mid-credit scene, so Jimmy Woo's doing cleanup, um, and they have swords having, or the FBI and whatnot is, like, debriefing, and Darcy doesn't like debriefing, so she's not there, and so Jimmy and Monica have a conversation, and then I believe the, the soldier that Monica met with that delivered the tank, they, uh, go into the theater, and it's revealed that that soldier is a scroll. And says that, uh, you know, I heard you were grounded, but we need you up in space to meet with someone. And so, I don't know, what what do you guys think? Is is uh, the scroll talking about, like, Nick Fury? Because we saw that Nick Fury was up in the, the S.W.O.R.D. space station and far from home. What do you guys think? So, I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. <laughs> I wasn't that excited. Yeah. But... It is a little cool, considering that, like, you know, we got the Far From Home uh, cutscene where, yeah. you know, Nick Fury is just vibing up in space. Yeah. So, like, we might see a Captain Marvel team up, which is which is pretty sweet. Um, I don't even like scrolls, so I just get kind of bummed out whenever Marvel's, like, trying to force them on us. Like, what was... There was another scroll cutscene. It was like that was the Far From Home one with uh, that that same one where Talos yeah, yeah, okay, and his okay. wife were Fury and Hill posing as them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, that left my brain for a hot second. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just like I don't, I don't even like Secret Invasion, so it's just kind of like, oh my god. But like, that's what they're teasing. Um, it it was neat. I think we're gonna see Monica go places so that'll be exciting yeah josh fuck scrolls they're just like mutants and british people <laughs> all right society has progressed past the need for british people well uh if there's any british people mutants or scrolls listening to this podcast <laughs> let us know <laughs> uh um Okay, so the second post-credits, um, so then we get to this mountain shot, and I think we talked about this before, the three of us, that we were expecting that Strange was coming in at this point, but we find out it's just Wanda at a cabin, she's isolated herself, and, you know, at, and then all of a sudden we go to this dark room, and we see, like, I, I guess this is a copy of her, or uh, astral projection that she made of herself, and then the real her is going through the dark hold, and you can hear her kids' voices in the background, and so Wanda's studying Darkhold's magic. So, what do you guys think on this? I don't even. First of all, I didn't even know what this shit meant until like I heard people talking about it. Yeah, I still don't know what like it like. It's hinting towards. It's I don't know. <sighs> I think it might be, like, something like, 
she is searching like different like universes for her kids or like versions of her kids that are actually like a out there and be like alive um other than that i think like i really don't know what else she could be doing with that whole scene i will say like her scarlet witch outfit looks awesome and she looks sick as hell like doing all the like the witchy like you know crazy magic stuff for sure agreed josh biggest point i want to make is wanda looked so fucking sick in that new outfit for sure all right um i guess that's it so um anything else you guys want to say on this episode before we get to our rankings no all right um let's get british people that's the last thing i have to say (laughs) and scrolls don't forget the scrolls yeah Okay, so and we're fucking flirking. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna start with our villain rankings now. So this is how we have for the first two phases so far. We haven't done phase three yet. Will JJ and I, and you know, uh, guests that could include Josh and Gabe at some point. You know, we're gonna continue the Infinity Saga. We're gonna finish it. So eventually, we'll have every other villain on the list. So right now, as it stands, villain rankings, number one is Ultron with a 5.3 out of 6. Number two, we have Alexander Pierce, Robert Redford's character from Winter Soldier at 5.15. Then we have Loki from Thor, the first Thor, uh, 5.13. So we put Loki on here twice. Uh, Then Red Skull at number four with a 4.75. Followed by Obadiah Stane, Ironmonger from Iron Man, and his box of scraps at a 4.5. Then we have Ronin the Accuser from Guardians uh, at a 4.35. Then number 7 is Loki in the Avengers, in the first Avengers, at a 4.3. Followed by, uh, at number 8, we have Yellowjacket from Ant-Man at a 3.8. Then Aldrich Killian uh, from Iron Man 3 at a 3.58. Then Abomination from Hulk at a 3.5. Then Whiplash and his bird from uh, Iron Man 2 at 3.23. Then Malekith the Dark Elf at 1.87. And in last, dancing his way into last place is Justin Hammer with a 1.83. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> thoughts God, on... massacred my boy. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts on that so far, but... Um... I Josh, I I think you're mad that Justin Hammer was in last place over Malekith, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, well, um, so we have Agatha Harkness and Tyler Hayward. So let's do Agatha Harkness first. Catherine Hahn is fantastic. She has her own theme song, so she's it's a bop. Four point five. Four point five for you, Josh. Is that did I hear that right? Four point five. Oh, you heard that correctly. Okay. Because it was Agatha all along. I'm just making sure I heard that right. Um, Gabe, Gabe, what did you have? And I'll finish my thoughts after you go. Four. All right. Um, so, I went higher. And I just think Catherine Hunt's fantastic. Her song's a bop. I think she was super interesting. I don't necessarily know that we're done with her yet. 
Um, the You know, I like that they didn't just put Mephisto in this. I know that's been a topic of conversation and a theory that has kind of been, a, pretty much been a red herring this entire time. Um, but I, I kind of like, sort of, that they actually didn't go that route, and... I gave her a 5.5, and that's higher than you guys have. I thought she was fantastic. Um, I don't know. I I just really enjoyed her character. Maybe it's just because of Catherine Hahn, but she is. She's she's great. Uh, like I just thought she needed like more time to grow, and she did an awesome job with like the time uh, allotted to her. But like, yeah, <laughs> like I just feel like uh, we didn't know. I don't know. It just felt... I had some pacing issues, I guess. Yeah. I... Yeah, I, I can see that, totally. Um, yeah. Josh, you had anything else to say on Agatha? Nah, she cool. Alright, uh, she is at a 4.67, so I believe she is above Ironmonger, and she is below Red Skull. So. I'm okay with that. She is she is at number five currently until we get through phase three. Um, we're sure she. I'm sure she's going to drop at that point. But oh um, yes, oh yeah, Thanos is going to drop that bitch like never. Thanos, Killmonger, Vulture, Mysterio, Hela, Zemo. I mean, we have a lot of big villains coming up. Um, so, uh, then Tyler Hayward, played by Josh Stamberg, um, I gave him a 3.5. They could have done so much more with Hayward, and I feel like they were, like, setting up some stuff early on throughout where he was just being a dick, but, like, then, like, you know, he had this big plan, and, like, then he just gets, you know, hit by Darcy, and then, um... And then he just gets arrested. He doesn't even have, like, a last word at that point, And we don't know what's happening with him. Yeah, I, I gave him a 3.5. Um, for Hayward, I would give him a solid 3. Um, he... I gave him the benefit of the doubt, like, the first several ep- episodes. Because, like, you know, it hmm. was... He, he had just shown up, and I'm like, okay, let's, you know, let's see what happens with this guy by the end of the series. And, like, nothing really. He just gets arrested, and, you know, he doesn't really divulge his, like, plans. You know, we don't really even know. We don't know why he was doing the things he was doing in the show. Like, you know, like, trying to, like, revive Vision and shit. And, right. I don't know. Um... Just, just wasn't a very fleshed out character on the show, so. Yeah, I can agree with that, Josh. Hayward's gonna be a two because he's a fucking dick, and I hate him just like scrolls and British people and mutants. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, that is going to give Hayward a two point eight three. Um, he is a. Officially above Malekith and Justin Hammer, but below Whiplash. So, um, oops. Um, so yeah, that's our villain rankings as they stand now with 15, and I'm sure obviously that's gonna uh, continue to grow. Um, now our movie slash show rankings, just our MCU project rankings as they stand currently through the first two phases. 
Number one, we have Captain America, the Winter Soldier, at a 5.66. Number two, the First Avengers, at a 5.53. Then we have Captain America, the First Avenger, at a 5.23. Fourth place, we have Age of Ultron, at a 5.07. Then the first Iron Man, at a 4.87. That's the top five. Then Guardians of the Galaxy, at a 4.69, at number six. Uh, number seven, Iron Man 3 at a 4.08. Then Ant-Man at a 3.97. Then number nine is the first Thor at 3.83. Then Incredible Hulk at number 10 with a 3.6. Then Iron Man 2 with a 3.17. And in last place, Thor the Dark World at a 2.97. So, um... Any any thoughts on how that those rankings played out, or is that pretty accurate? Um, I think like when you get to the middle tier, you're gonna have like a little, you know, uh, thing. You're gonna have a few things to like kind of like figure out. But mm. like when you get to the bottom of the list, like you know, those movies like kind of deserve those bottom three spots. So yeah, like it's. I think I think it's kind of it's pretty reflective of you know just like the natural quality or the progression of the movies. Yeah, Josh, you have anything to say on the movie the MCU project rankings so far? I like it. Sweet. All right. Um and phase 3 obviously is going to come into play and a lot of the big movies are going to take over a lot of these top spots probably. All right, WandaVision. We're going to rank it. As a, t- as a whole, we wanted to wait till we had all nine episodes out so that we could fairly rank it. Um, I gave it a 5.5. I think they nailed the sitcom feel, like, when they started out. I think they nailed the feel of all the sitcoms they were trying to replicate throughout each episode that they did the sitcoms. And there was always an air of mystery, um, and that kept us theorizing throughout the weeks. I think that Wanda and Vision were great. Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany have great chemistry, and they both showed off their acting chops brilliantly throughout. Um, I think that Monica was great. I thought Jimmy Woo was great. I wish we got more Darcy. Unfortunately, we didn't get enough, I don't feel like, um, as we should have at the end. Um, I think just the idea of, of it, how it was going, and Wanda, Wanda's grief being a huge uh, point of tension in the entire series was awesome. Um I just kind of wish, I think the finale was a little bit disappointing. Maybe it was because of all of our theories, not 100% coming to fruition, but yeah, it is what it is. It was, I thought it was pretty good. It was enjoyable, and I definitely think it deserves to get a 5.5. I want to give it a 5, because actually make it a 5.52, because like, I was impressed with the series overall, mm-hmm. and, like, I was so behind the idea of, like, the whole sitcom thing. Right. And they did it so good, like, up until, like, we actually get to, like, episode eight. Um, and, I don't know, like, it's just like you said, like, the chemistry is awesome between the two. Um, and, yeah... Like, we were pretty disappointed because, like, we were buying a little too much into the 
rumors and shit, but, like, uh, I really think the show just, like, did what it set out to do, mm-hmm. and I think that cat it's it's sort of a catalyst into like whatever they have planned next so for you know for what it was supposed to be like what it intended to accomplish like i think it i think it did a good job for sure josh um am i ranking the whole show right now yep out of six um i'm gonna give it a five Actually, nah, I'm gonna bump it up. 5.5. Alright. Um, you wanna say why or you, uh... Or you good with just saying 5.5? Okay. Um... good with saying 5.5. Okay, I think we've said... I've talked enough about the show. Yeah, that's fine. So that is a 5.5. Um, it is officially in third place behind the first Avengers and Winter Soldier so far. Um, it'll probably drop down a little bit, but I think it'll be in the top 10. I, I think WandaVision will definitely be the top 10, or at least the top half. So like that'd be top 12 right now, because there's 24 MCU things out, soon to be 25, and even more. Um, so yeah, I think that's a pretty good spot for it. Um for the first Phase 4 project, I think it did well. Um, we'll kind of see how the rest of these projects go. So, WandaVision's done. Um, so, coming up, um, Will, JJ, and I are going to finish Phase 3. We're going to get the Infinity Saga done so that we'll be caught up. Um, so, uh, actually, uh, uh, at the time of recording, we're recording this on the day of WandaVision's finale, so this is on a Friday. Tomorrow on Saturday, and all Saturdays from now on, we will be finishing the Infinity Saga. We're doing Captain America Civil War next. We'll get to talk the introductions of Black Panther and Spider-Man of the MCU, um, and all the awesomeness that comes with that movie, and kind of what side Will, JJ, and I might take, and I guess I don't know what what side you guys take of Iron Man or Captain America. Um, but I, off the top of your guys' head, uh, which side are you more... Iron more, Man. You're more Iron Man. Gabe? Um, I go back and forth. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, and for me, I go with the ideals of Captain America more, but in terms of team makeup, just because of Black Panther and Spider-Man being on Team Iron Man, I'm, I like the team makeup there more. Um, True. So, um, but, yeah, so that, we'll be doing that, and so we'll be talking about Zemo as well, and Sharon Carter, and so then, and of course, Sam and Bucky a little bit, and then next week we will do a preview of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, and we'll talk about what we think could happen. We'll talk about kind of the characters heading into the series, like we did with WandaVision. Um, so it won't be probably won't be super long, a super long podcast. It'll be long enough, but not like not as long as these like deep dives into the episodes. And then March 19th, the week after that, we will do the premiere recap of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We'll talk all about what happened um, there. And then um, by the point, by the time that Falcon and the Winter Soldier finishes, 
Infinity Saga should hopefully be done, uh, and we'll be completely caught up in preparation for Black Widow. And so, um, I'm sure that us three and Will and JJ, we might collaborate on the Infinity Saga together as well, and we, once we get to Black Widow, all five of us might get together and do that too. I don't know. We'll keep you posted. And then I got my Survivor Season rankings that I'm, are, I'm finishing up on Sunday. So at that point, then I'll just be down to like two podcasts a week. So you guys, unless you guys have anything more to say on WandaVision, I think we're good to close this out. Yeah, I'm good. Josh, you have anything else to say? Gucci. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week on... or. Later this weekend for Tribe of Nerds. Ah, uh, yes. I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. <laughs>